0: Hey welcome to the podcast. This is the Surge Effect and I'm your host Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything. Life in general to current events and past events and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Well hello again and welcome to another episode of the Surge Effect So in this episode, we are going to be talking about Bill C-11. So here we go again, talking about Bill C-11. I have mentioned this several times before. And uh, here we go again with the Liberals trying to push this bill through the House of Commons once again. Numerous times, the Liberals have tried to push this Bill C-11 through our House. I believe this is the third time Um, they just keep they just keep pushing it and uh, I wonder why 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 do they keep trying to push this Bill C11 through it is boggles my mind uh, why they just keep doing this Uh, it's control obviously because they want to control the internet and uh, first off. What is the Bill C11? Let's talk about that first. It's like I said, it's about controlling the internet. It's a great question because a lot of people out there have no idea about Bill C11. It used to, they did call it Bill C10, and now it's it's uh, Bill C11. Uh, twice, uh, Bill C11. First time was Bill C10. Um, anyway, what I will do is I'll I'll gonna post a video here, and this is a video of Rachel Thomas. She's an MP from Lethbridge, Alberta. She does a, an, an incredible job explaining this bill in our house to Canadians, as well as the other MPs that are sitting there listening to her. Uh, have a listen to this video, it's outstanding.
1: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Imagine for just a moment going into a bookstore and as soon as you walk into the bookstore, there's a guide and you are allowed to go through this bookstore only with his or her help. Now, in this bookstore, there are yellow books and there are purple books and blue books and green books, red books. Oh, there are red books. In fact, the red books are the only ones that the guide will take you to. The yellow books, the green books, the blue books, the purple books, the pink books. Well, they're all there, seemingly available to you as a consumer but the guide is actually not permitted to take you to look at those books. The guide is only permitted to take the consumer to the red books. So of course, yes, yes, in theory, you have this entire store with all of these lovely books, but at the end of the day, the guide will only take you to the red books. Now you might ask, well, I'd like to go through the bookstore on my own without the assistance of this guide. He seems rather ridiculous, but no, that is not an option. You must go through the store with this guide because that is the rule of the store. This is the internet under the liberal.
0: So now you understand the severity of this bill to the Canadian people. This bill is something that, that you'd find in like communist China or Korea or Russia. Well, folks, this is not a communist country. This is Canada. And we have what's called a democracy here in Canada. And we have also what's known as our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. You'll hear a little bit about that as I play a couple of videos a little bit later on. But under our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, we have the right to express ourselves. Now, I've posted this before in in, in videos uh, gone past, but I'm going to post it again. And just play, pay close attention to section 2B. So what is freedom? Freedom, get, freedom gets a lot of you know bad press, of course, lately from different governments because governments uh, they don't want their people standing up or, or speaking out about freedom. Well, freedom is a God-given right that we are all born with. It's not to be taken away from a government who passes a law and says, oh, you don't no longer have any freedom. You can't just take it away. This is a tyrannical and dictatorial system, one that we are not supposed to be in. Like I said, this is a democratic system. <clears throat> I'm going to post just a picture here of a dictionary, de- meaning of democracy. It's a government by the people, especially ruled by a majority a government in which the supreme power is vested in the people and exercised by them directly or indirectly through a system of representation usually involving periodically held free elections. So Trudeau, under his own admission, he admires communist China, and he has yet to retract that statement. So here he is yesterday, March 30th, this is what he pulled. I'm going to post this little clip here. Just a picture of the Liberals' move to censor debate on internet censorship. Let me repeat that. This guy moved to censor a debate on a censorship bill. Think about that for a second. Unbelievable. So yesterday, like I said, was March 30th. Here's Pierre Polyev. Pierre Polyev is the official opposition leader in our house. He is literally walking towards the chambers, explaining what is going on. This was yesterday afternoon, Uh, just incredible. Anyway, check it out.
2: Hi everyone, Pierre Polyev here. Uh, There's just an emergency here in Parliament Hill. The Liberals have just announced that they're shutting down debate. They're censoring debate on their censorship bill. Uh, We just got the notice right now As you know they've been trying to censor the internet in what Canadian artist Margaret Atwood has called creeping totalitarianism so give Trudeau's woke bureaucrats over at the CRTC the power to control what you see and say on the internet. I'm just uh, rushing into the House of Commons lobby right now. Conservatives are the only party fighting back uh, but as you can see uh, this uh, closure is now being brought right before us right now. You see right here online streaming act. They're bringing in what's called closure, which shuts down debate and rams the bill through in record time. Only conservatives are fighting back against this censorship bill. We believe you should have the freedom to decide what you see and say online, but I need you to immediately sign my freedom of speech petition. The link is right before you. Click sign immediately. Let's bring home freedom. I want to give you back control of your life. And make this the freest country on earth it's common sense let's bring it home now
0: all right so i'm going to post a link for you to sign the the petition it's in the description below okay and you can uh, just click on that link and it will take you to a page where you can sign the petition in regards to killing this bill so we mentioned about the CRTC. So what is a CRTC? What's it stand for? Well, the CRTC is in fact a Canadian Radio Television Commission. Radio Television Commission. Now this was created in 1968. A little outdated if you ask me because, uh, you know, we've had the internet for a little while now, but we didn't have it back in 1968. But basically, they are an administrative tribunal that operates at an arm's length from our government. And this Bill C-11 would give the CRTC new powers, including the ability to improve financial penalties against people and businesses that violate certain provisions of the Broadcasting Act. It's kind of crazy, right? Hey, so if, anyway, if this bill passes, it would put them in charge of controlling the Internet in Canada. Okay? So to show you how out of touch some of these Liberals are in regards to what Canadians are posting on the Internet, listen to this MP, what he says in the House to to Pierre Polyev. Have a listen to this.
1: Does he believe, as the leader of the Conservative
3: Party, that it's the government, the bloc, the NDP and the Green Party trying to prevent individuals from uploading cat videos on Facebook?
1: The Honourable Leader of the Opposition.
3: Do I believe that the government
2: wants to limit people in pu- putting cat videos online? Of course not. But his question is very, very telling. Because first of all, it is designed as everything that this government says to make the people feel small. To tell them that they're really only concerned about cat videos. Mr. Speaker, the people of Canada are smarter than that. They're not idiots. Yes. The c- people of Canada They post poetry online, they post music, they post beautiful stories, they share their most beautiful moments online. To distill that all down to cat videos is once again an insult by a liberal snob on the common people to suggest that they're interested only in frivolous and stupid things that need to be filtered out by a class of much more elite people. Madam Speaker, we believe in the common sense of the common people, and we believe they have the judgment to choose what they should post and what they should read and what they should do online. Thank you.
0: So how out of touch are these liberals when it comes to people's what people post online on the Internet? They are just out there. Anyway, like I mentioned earlier about our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, uh, listen to the progressives talk in the House about just that. Have a listen to this video.
3: Chair, and I want to thank the leader of the official opposition for his amazing speech and careful articulation and his commitment to killing Bill C-11. Now, uh, he mentions about the, the the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and how freedom of expression is actually being eroded by Bill C-11. And on the Government of Canada's own website, uh, it says the Supreme Court of Canada has maintained that the connection between freedom of expression and the political process process is perhaps a linchpin of Section 2B. Free expression is valued above all as being instrumental to democratic governance. So my question to the Leader of Opposition who is committed to killing this bill, whether now or when he is Prime Minister, with the day that I look forward to, would happen very, very soon. <laughs> that why would the Prime Minister... Of, uh, of the Liberal Party would actually want to bring in this type of censorship is it because he admires communist dictatorships. Whoa.
2: I'm going to let Margaret Atwood answer that question. Here's what she said, and I quote, she described the CRTC as, quote, the shadowy body that lurks in the background. Their secret. How many of them are there? Or what do they actually do? And furthermore, and directly to the member's question, All you have to do is, and she's commenting specifically on this bill, all you have to do is read some biographies of writers writing in the Soviet Union and the degrees of censorship they had to go through, government bureaucrats. So it is creeping totalitarianism if governments are telling creators what to create.
0: Freedom of expression is valued above all as being instrumental in democratic governance. So I'm going to play a little video from Pierre Polyev, who's our, like I said earlier, is our opposition leader and in our House of Commons. He's a progressive, conservative um, opposition leader. I want to listen, I want you to listen to what he says in regards to freedom. He's defending freedom in our house. It's a bit lengthy, but it is worth every minute and your time to listen to it. Like I said, it's about freedom, very, very important. So here's Pierre Polyev talking about freedom in our house yesterday, March 30th, have a list of this.
2: War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Those are the words that repeat again and again throughout Orwell's legendary 1984. The book is not just about massive government control by Big Brother over the citizenry, but it is also about how such control is enabled by the abuse of language. You can always smell a rat when words are used to mean something other than what they say, and this bill is filled with such false words. Let's start with the very premise. Government purports to apply the internet to the Broadcasting Act or the Broadcasting Act to the internet, even though the internet is not a broadcast instrument. Television and radio are broadcast instruments. Online streaming is not. Now this might seem to be merely a matter of words, but then you go through the semantics and you catch other nice white little lies. For example, they use the term in their talking points, in their press releases, Canadian content. Supposedly, the entire raison d'être of this bill, its reason for existing, is to promote Canadian content. Which two words appear nowhere in the 50-page bill itself? Canadian content. Not only is such content not defined, It's impossible to define it, but it doesn't exist in the entire bill. So here we have an entire apparatus, a bureaucracy that will have tentacles across the entire world wide web within Canadian borders, tasked to do something that the bill says doesn't even exist. And why is this important? Because if the, the bureaucracy in question has its powers circumscribed to defining and promoting Canadian content, but there is no limit on what Canadian content actually means, then we give that agency limitless powers to control what people see and hear online. What is Canadian content? Is it posts about maple syrup, beaver tails, hockey? Maybe lacrosse? Nope, that's not in the act. Is it music made by Canadian musicians? Nope, not necessarily. In fact, many Canadian musicians are no longer considered Canadian because their record labels have been sold to foreign entertainment companies. Is it books they are written by Canadians? No, that is not the definition either. We have absolutely no idea what it is. In fact, we can be very sure what it is not. For example, and this will send my opposition, my, I uh, hope they will be in the opposition soon, they, uh, hey. my, uh, hey. my friends across the way into a fit of rage. But obviously the Canadian commentator who is most widely viewed and listened to around the world today is, of course, Dr. Jordan Peterson. That is just a numerical fact. When you look at the, co- the, the, the view counts that he has garnered, but I see the rage across the way among those who think he is anything but Canadian. He, sure, he was born in rural Alberta. Sure, he was a professor at the University of Toronto before he was censored there, but he surely can't be Canadian. He doesn't use the right pronouns. He doesn't mouth the right talking points. He does not meet the gov- this government's view of Canadiana. This prime minister has described people who disagree with him as un-Canadian. Surely the bureaucracy which he points would have to agree. And if the Association of Psychologists that gives out licenses to practice in Ontario doesn't believe that his views permit him to continue practicing in his field, and if a university uh, is banning him, effectively banning him from teaching in his classes, what would stop yet another powerful bureaucracy from saying this man is not Canadian enough to be considered Canadian content and therefore should not be found online? by Canadian users. The answer, of course, nothing would stop that from happening when you give the power to the state to control what people see and say online. But the government across the way will say, don't worry. The bill does not apply to user-generated content. Once again, with the fancy, confusing words. User-generated content is stuff you post online, right, to use real language, right? They say it doesn't apply to that. Unless it does. Let me just read the, the, the section of the Act. Specify that the Act does not apply in respect of programs uploaded online uh, on, on online undertaking that provides social media services by a user of the service, unless the programs are prescribed by regulation. So unless make sure to read the fine print. Later on. They specifically exempt user-generated content. This is the stuff that everyday Canadians post every day. They say that it doesn't apply to any of that, unless it's posted on a platform that uses it for revenue generation. Are the Is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, are they in the charity business? Or do they generate revenue off of the posts that go online? You know those things called advertising? That's revenue. Literally every single post that every single Canadian puts online is used to generate revenue for an online platform. Therefore, everything that is posted online is captured by the essence of this act. More weasel words. If they were going to regulate everything that everybody posted online and they believed they were justified in doing so, why would they create an exemption that doesn't apply to a single solitary post? Well, of course, it once again is a use of newspeak, of, mean, of putting in words that say exactly the opposite of what they mean. I want to quote uh, from Michael Geis, no conservative, former critic of mine, actually, no, uh, no, not a, traditionally a friend of people on this side of the chamber, who said, To be clear, the risk with these rules is not that the government will restrict the ability of Canadians to speak, but rather that the bill could impact their ability to be heard. In other words, the CRTC will not be positioned to stop Canadians from posting content, but will have the power to establish regulations that could prioritize or deprioritize certain content, mandate warning labels, and establish other conditions with the presentation of the content, including algorithmic outcomes. The government has insisted that the that, that the bill is that isn't the goal of the bill. And if so, the solution is obvious. No other country in the world seeks to regulate user content in this way, and it should be removed from the bill because it does not belong in the Broadcasting Act. End quote. If they did not intend to deprioritize, to silence, to push down the voices of some, why would they even include these provisions in the bill in the first place? Well, the answer is they want to regulate what can be heard and seen. They want to create the false perception that people can speak merely because they can post the things online, but frankly, there's no reason posting something if no one is allowed to see it. It it would be like screaming into an empty forest, Mr. Speaker, and furthermore, The fact that this government gives the power to a state regulator to alter the algorithms of the internet is frankly terrifying. Who are the shady operators in the back room that will be manipulating the algorithms that bring our news feeds and our social media posts? Onto our screens. What are their motives? What are their direction? None of these things are defined anywhere in the bill or by the testimony of the head of the, of the government agency that has the, is charged with implementing them. Altering algorithms in a world where we are already overly controlled by technology. You know, think of the devastating power. Of artificial intelligence, we know because on that side there's plenty of artificial intelligence. <laughs> but, 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 but I—it's I, not, uh, not definitely artificial, Mr. Speaker. But, but in reality, the the ability of a government bureaucracy to alter those algorithmic powers is an enormous and 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 unforgiving power indeed. And if I can quote Orwell, the process of continuous alteration was applied not only to the newspapers, but to books, periodicals pamphlets posters leaflets films soundtracks cartoons photographs to every kind of literature or documentation which might conceivably hold any political or ideological significance end quote that is exactly what we're talking about here because algorithms determine everything that appears on our devices it is mathematical programming that puts those things in front of our eyeballs right now that programming is determined by a raw human emotion greed there's no doubt about it the social media platforms want to make money how do they do it they give people stuff they want to see you might take issue with the fact that they want to make money off that but that's just the reality the outcome is that we see what we want now what's motivating this bill the economic motivation is also greed. It's the greed of the broadcasting corporations who want to dominate eyeballs, but instead of dominating them by producing things people want to see, they'll dominate them by having more power over the regulator that determines what people get. And that too is motivated by greed. Now, both of these profit motives are going to exist. One in the free world where people choose for themselves, and another in the coercive world where bureaucrats choose for them. But do not ascribe any angelic motives to this bill. Right. This bill is a nothing more than a dirty alliance between big government and big corporations. Big government that wants to control the citizenry and big broadcasting and entertainment corporations that want to control the advertising revenue. And that is precisely why. Bell and Rogers and all the other broadcasting corporations have come pleading for this bill to be put forward and advanced on their behalf, not on behalf of everyday people. So here's the decision. Do we want the content on our phones and our screens to be determined by the click or by the clique? This bill proposes to have it done by the clique. And all the brilliant artists whose parents are not rich enough to have agents that will promote them with news and entertainment bodies and corporations. They will be shut out. It'll be the rich kids whose parents dream of them being famous who will be able to go to these entertainment companies who, who have had the ability over the years to get record labels set up. Those rich kids were always always had a, a head start, but it will be the poor kids who learn how to play the piano in their basement, and would otherwise have posted it online and gone viral, they will be shut out because they will not have the political influence in Ottawa, in the CRTC, to get themselves on the big screen. And so this is once again protecting the privilege behind a wall of gatekeepers. Um, Madam Speaker, we on this side of the House believe in a meritocracy, not an aristocracy. We believe everybody should get ahead by their own merits, and we believe that Canadians are intelligent enough to, start for them, to, to decide for themselves. And let me, conc- let me address finally one other issue about the, the social media platforms. The government claims it wants to crack down on them because they're making too much money. This bill will not affect their profit or their bottom line by one penny. This bill proposes to keep all the content we see on those same social media platforms. Our broadcasters don't compete with social media platforms. They compete with other Canadians who are fighting for share of voice and share of eyeball. What this will actually do is simply take money and opportunity away from the individual citizen to have his or her voice heard in entertainment, in news, in discourse, and everywhere else, and concentrate it once again in the hands of the politically powerful and the well-connected and those that can find favour with this government. We in this side of the House of Commons exist to decentralize power, to disperse it amongst the many, instead of concentrating it in the hands of the few. And that is why we rise today with such alarm that the Prime Minister would censor debate on a censorship. I don't know if in the century and a half of this august chamber it has ever happened that a government has censored debate on a censorship bill. It is an appalling precedent and one that should concern every free-thinking Canadian citizen. We inherit our rights not from the state, not from a powerful government bureaucracy. We inherit those as a gift from God. Freedom is written on every human heart. We all have the ability to express ourselves culturally, politically, and in every other way, not because the Prime Minister has bestowed us with that right, but because we are born with that right, and Conservatives will make sure people have that right. is a bill that is designed to take away that right and to concentrate it in the hands of the few. And do not take my word for it. Listen to Margaret Atwood again, no friend of conservatism. And she said, all you have to do is read some of the biographies of the writers writing in the Soviet Union and the degrees of censorship they had to go through, government bureaucrats. So." It is creeping totalitarianism if governments are telling creators what to create." Those are her words, creeping totalitarianism. If anyone else in Canada had used those terms, they would have been called alarmist. But someone who is part of the the literary establishment in this country, possibly among the most well-known, someone with whom I agree on almost nothing because our views are not at all aligned, but she understands one thing. And that is that the power of words can only exist in, in concert with the freedom to express those words. I'm sure that she would vigorously debate most of the things that I say on the floor of the House of Commons, but that's only possible if you have freedom to debate. Disagreement is the lifeblood of democracy. It is the worst system of government, except for all the others, in the words of the great Winston Churchill. It is messy. It is frustrating. It is arduous in every day and every way. It would be much easier to have, as the Prime Minister has suggested, a basic Chinese Communist dictatorship where a a, a powerful hand can decide at a whim. That was the reason why he admired. He said that they decide on the spot what to do and they impose their decisions without any debate. That would be a lot easier in the short run. You know, oftentimes we're told there's too much partisanship and disagreement in Canada. There are places in the world with no partisanship and no disagreement, and, Madam Speaker, they are terrible places to live. I would rather live in a place where we're allowed to disagree, where we're allowed to speak out. That is who we are as Canadians, and the question is, who decides? Do we allow a small group of privileged insiders close to the Prime Minister to decide what we think, say? and believe, or do we allow, do we believe that every single Canadian is endowed by God with the the ability to decide for themselves? Madam Speaker, I believe every Canadian has that ability, and that is why we will stand up every day. In every way for the Section 2B rights of freedom of expression. That is who we are. That is what we believe. It is the common sense of the common people united for our home, your home, my home, our home, Canada. Let's bring.
0: After that speech, and after all the talk in our House of Commons yesterday, the Liberals. And their dance partners, the NDP, as well as the Bloc, Quebecois, as well as the Green Party, they have all pushed through this bill. They pushed this bill through the House. I, I just can't believe it. Once again, why is it so important for them to take control over the internet and what us Canadians post online? It's just frustrating. Anyway, a lot of people would say, what now? What now? What, what What's next? Well, I'm going to let Pierre Polyev and Rachel Thomas explain to you what's next. Have a listen to this.
3: All right, everyone,
2: we've got some bad news. Uh, the liberals in coalition with the NDP and block have just passed the censorship bill out of the House of Commons. I'm here with a great Rachel Thomas who's been fighting against this censorship bill all along. And the good news is that the fight is not over what happens
1: next. Well, what happens next? It goes back to the Senate. Um, They will have to debate it there and determine whether or not they want to fight for the amendments that they felt were necessary to begin with. Um, If they decide to amend it, of course, we'll see it back here in the House of Commons. If they decide not to amend it, then unfortunately it will go forward and become
2: legislation Okay, so this is the way it bounces to the Senate. We have some real free speech warriors there, led by Leo Vesakas, uh, a great Spartan warrior who held the thing up in the Senate for almost a year, uh, good part of a year. It's going to go back to the Senate right now. He's going to fight like hell to stop it from passing it. If it does pass, though, then we're going to look for other ways to challenge it and fight it. We're going to fight against the CRTC to make sure that we limit their what we can see and say online. And we're going to have some creative some ideas to help you go around the censorship. One of them is by signing our petition now. Not only that will add your voice to the fight for free speech, but it will allow us to go around the censorship to contact you
1: directly. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important And they're
2: gonna determine what gets posted, what doesn't, what gets seen, what doesn't, what gets true, what doesn't. And they have to win. You can hear in the background a bunch of Lockheed kinnik and NDP members celebrating the fact that they're going to be able to censor what you see and say online. This is the kind of sick thinking that we have among the three woke parties. They're celebrating that you're going to have a limited voice. The good news is we're going to fight back. We might lose the battle, but we're going to win the war for free speech in this country. We're going to put you back in charge of your life. We're going to make this the freest country on Earth. It's the common sense the common people united for our common home. Your home, my home, our home. Let's bring it home.
0: So it's back to the Senate. Back to the Senators. They throw around the same bill they've thrown around a couple times now. And they actually sent it back to the House. So now it goes back to them to discuss it, mull it over, and they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to squash it or they're going to accept it and pass it. But keep in mind, we have some freedom fighters in that, in that Senate. And there are a lot of warriors there that believe in freedom. And they believe in our Bill of Rights and our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So let's hope that the, they kill this bill in the Senate where it will never come back. And it will just die the ugly death that it should die of and die in the Senate and never rear its ugly head again. Freedom is very important in this country. Just like the United States of America, their First Amendment is the freedom of speech. Imagine that. Your forefathers, the United States of America, were smart enough to think about the very first thing of all your amendments. You know, your Second Right Amendment and your Fourth Right Amendment. Of course, we seconds to carry guns. Your first one is freedom of speech. That's why we have our Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada. Because our freedom is freedom of expression. This government wants to take away people's freedom of expression by passing this bill C11. Personally, I think it's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. But like I said, they're just going to ram this stuff through. So, anyway, you might ask yourself as Canadians, how can I? How can I help? What, what can I do? Well, this is a beautiful country, and for the most part, I would believe the majority of Canadians are very, very patriotic. So I'm going to put a link in the description below my video. That's where you can go and sign up for the progressives of Kill This Bill. Okay, so that'll be there. And I would suggest you get a hold of your MPs, which is your member of parliaments, your MPPs, member of provincial parliaments, and get a hold of the senators that you can email them. Email these people, get a hold of them, phone them, tell them your dislike for this Bill C-11 and how your, what your thoughts are. These are my thoughts. This is what, this is what I'm putting on a video. And of course, video clips from people that are in the house. I'm sure there's millions of other Canadians that think the way I think. Leave your comments in the, in the, in the comments below. Go ahead. That's fine. Um, but anyway, that's to do your part. To do, your, to do your part to help, help out and um, get a hold of your representatives so that our rights are not going to be taken away. It's it's just that simple. It's that important. So um uh, anyway, that's it for this podcast, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh thanks again to all the people that subscribe to my channel. So in the future, of course, you subscribe to my channel and ring that little bell. That will give you future videos that I post in the future. Um it's much appreciated, of course, all your, all your uh all your viewing all your viewers that, uh, that to look into my channel I, I much much appreciate it really appreciate it um anyway once again thanks thanks again for tuning in this uh podcast is sponsored by he shirt as always and it's also sponsored by love my legs Owen sound gray bruce I'll be putting two links, of course, in the description below the progressive conservative link and just click on those links and you can check out those. You can check out those uh, two different uh, businesses that sponsor this podcast. Now, remember, I can also be found on Rumble and any Android app or Apple app by using a podcast app. um, The Surge Effect, you just type that in. Please don't uh, forget to subscribe once again and like my channel it's much appreciated have a great day everyone keep on fighting cheers this episode sponsored by he shirts she shirts go to www.he-shirts-she-shirts.ca. just type in the letters tsa the surge effect when you check out type in tsa for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.